every year, I always enjoy preparing the ashes that would be used in worship for this Ash Wednesday. Ashes that were created from burning the palms from the year prior that would be stored away waiting for this moment. And so as I would take out that container of ashes, I would add just a little bit of oil to them. The oil that is used on our foreheads when we are baptized as a mark of who we are, as a mark that we are a child of God. It's a fitting symbolism that the oil also then gets mixed in these ashes. And there's not exactly a recipe for it. You put the ashes in and then you put a couple drops of olive oil and you try and find the perfect consistency, one that's not too oily or too crumbly so that the ashes just blow off, but that remain on your forehead that are dark, that are noticeable. And if you've ever noticed, the trick is to work that mixture between your fingers, to rub it together so that it becomes smooth and dark. And it's kind of a messy process. As I have looked at the people who have come through those lines year in and year out, over Ash Wednesdays now past, there are those who have, have bangs on their forehead that sometimes they hold back, sometimes I brush them aside. There are those who have no bangs on their forehead where the entire surface is wide open for that cross. There are those who are older, who have made their way through that line sometimes a little bit closer to this reality that we hear of again, that none of us live forever in this life. Sometimes it seems a little too close to say those words. And then there are those who come through the line, babies being brought forward. There are children who come a little reluctantly, hesitantly, and honestly, I'm always more hesitant than they are to say the words to them, to make the mark of this kind on their forehead. There are those who have come through the line who have had or who are undergoing treatment for cancer or dealing with another really significant health issue in their life for whom these words are a little hard to speak there are those who have come through this line who have experienced a really incredible, tremendous loss. And you see the tears well up in their eyes. There are those who have come through this line with all different things on their hearts, on their minds. And sometimes you can just see it. You can see a little glimpse of it in their eyes. I've had to speak these words to my own children and to my husband. And when you think about it, it is such a strange ritual. It would be so much easy, easier for us to avoid this day, to avoid these words. 
to avoid thinking about such things, to avoid the messiness put on our foreheads. And yet, if we did, it would only lead us to a place of denial. It would lead us to a place away from recognizing the good that exists, even in the messiness that this day brings. It would lead us away from recognizing that we have a God who created us out of dust. It would lead us away from remembering that we have a God who loves us and who walks with us and who keeps us close, even when we try to go our own way. That forgives us even when we make mistakes. We would miss recognizing that even when our lives now come to an end, that nothing ever separates us from this God who loves us. Because when we die, we we return to our creator. Every funeral, there's always a part of me that becomes aware again of our mortality, of the fact that none of us will live forever. And there has been so much loss this year to keep that square in our minds. This is the messiness that we are born into in this life. And none of it is clear. This Lent, we're going to take a little time to think about the situations in our life, in our relationships, in the spaces that we are a part of, and in our world, and take a deeper look at the messiness that exists. But here's the thing. It is so easy for us to cast a judgment Think about when you walk into a house, your own house, and you see a mess right in front of your eyes, especially one that you had no part of that seemed to be created by someone else. And what do you do? You immediately cast judgment on it. And when you do, you can't see any of the good that might be a part of that mess because you instantly want to avoid it, to pretend it wasn't there, to get rid of it. And in so doing, you might also miss all of the good that's deep within it. You might also miss how it is that you have contributed to it or can help make it better. This Lent, that's going to be part of our task looking at all of the situations around us of the things that are messy. As you think about the scriptures that we heard from Stephen Linda Johnson, it is a perfect passage from the the wisdom preacher and teacher about this life that we live, about all of the things that we are born into and that are so messy. Think about the times in which A person is born into this life. It is hard, often long, sometimes painful. And then there's the life fluids that is a part of that moment in time. And 
It is all messy. And yet, in the midst of all of that, there is also such beauty and such goodness. Hopefully you can see in the midst of all of that mess, a mother working so hard to bring life. Hopefully you can see hands that are ready to hold and support and to carry. Hopefully you can see the joy of new life. But you can only see it if you're looking for it. And then when it comes to the other end of our life, when we return to the creator, it's just as messy, but in different ways. Death always comes much too soon when we're not prepared for it or after such a struggle or so much suffering. And I'm not sure that it is ever as beautiful as we think it is. To see one's body declining, to see their breathing changing. And yet in the midst of all of that, what can we see? Hopefully, you see a beloved child of God for whom you are so thankful for and who is now preparing to take the Savior's hand to be led to a new life. When we are born and when we die, they are messy times, hey? And yet, in the midst of each, there is so much good if we seek to uncover it and discover it. Think about this last year. It's almost been a year now since things have so changed in our world and our lives. And yet, it would be so easy to just say, 2020 be gone. I want to go back to how things were. I want it just to forget it all. But yet if we do that, then we also run the risk of missing out on the things that we have to hold on to, the priorities that came to light, uh, the good that people were able to share and receive from one another. And so maybe that can be your task this week. As you spend a little time thinking about what 2020 looks like in your life, all the messes that it created in you, in your relationships, and in the world that you are a part of. And see if you can find the things that you want to hold on to. Because, of course, as any organizer would tell you, you make a home for those things. You put them in a place where you know exactly where to find them so that you can draw upon them every time you need. And for everything else, maybe the judgment that we cast upon situations, maybe the judgment that we cast upon another, maybe the fear that had such a grip on us in unhealthy ways. Maybe the things we did, the things we said that ended up hurting one another. Maybe those are the things that we ask God to help us get rid of, to help us to clean up. 
because they don't benefit us in any way. They don't serve us as the people of God that we are. This day is messy. It reminds us that we are human, we are fragile, and that life is so very short. And because we are human, we are also far from perfect. It's a part of our humanity. It's that part that we sometimes talk about as our sinfulness, as that part that because we have been born into this broken world, we're going to make mistakes. We are going to do things that end up hurting our neighbor, even when we weren't trying to. There are going to be things that lead us astray from God. The part of us that always wants to do our own thing. The part of us that seeks to separate ourselves from one another. The part of us that so often goes astray from God. And yet, if we sit in the messiness of these ashes, in the messiness of this day, hopefully we remember to look for the good that is also here. That we were created by a God who loves us. That we are forgiven no matter how much we get wrong in this life. And that even in the very end of this life, nothing separates us from this God. Because the God who created us also is the same God who welcomes us home into an eternal life where we are surrounded by his light and love and presence. Those are all good things to hold on to, to bless as a part of the messiness of ash, of sin, of death. And so as you hear these words this night, hold on to all of the good so that it can bless you. You are dust, and to dust you shall return.